everybody. I'm Bill Dance. And on today's show, it's time for more viewer mail. This letter comes in from little Bucky from Northwest Indiana. Bucky writes in, Bill, I would sure like to see Fletcher Chirac and Bill Lowen on that Stray Cass Outdoor cartoon television show. Well, Bucky, let me see what I can do. I can get a hold of those guys at Stray Cass and see if we can make that happen. Yes! Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I am your host, Pat Renwick. Wait. Hey, wait. That's I'm, right. Wait, I'm getting a, I'm getting a text from, from Bill Dance, guys. Oh, really? I'm getting a text from Bill Dance right now. What's he up to? Bill wants to know if we can get Fletcher Shryock and Bill Lowen on the show for Bucky. For Bucky. Well, Bill, what a coincidence. On this edition of Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television, we have Fletcher and Bill live tonight. Yes, this is happening, Bill. We are making your and Bucky's dreams come true as well as the rest of the Bassing Universe tonight. Fletcher Shryock and Bill Lowen on Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Woo! Yes! Wow! You're welcome, Bill. You know this is an award-winning show. When Bill Dance texts us, and we make Bill Dance's dreams come true. I didn't know he texted. He's yeah, got be, one of them cell phones. He, he does. He speak texts, because that's why I... can I, take those anyway. Yeah, I don't even know what that says, but I, I figured it out. I, I figured it out right there. Pork hey, again, lizard. I, yeah, oh. it says pork, Uncle Josh, pork, number 800, spring lizard pup. Right. It says it right there. Hey, again, I'm Pat Renwick. This is Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. It's Wednesday night. This is the award-winning show uh, by our own awards that we bring you the best <clears throat> in the bass fishing galaxy three Wednesdays <clears throat> a month. We gave ourselves some fine awards. <laughs> we as, what is, There you are again. The, speaking of this guy right here. <laughs> I'm not he, sick anymore. He's number one with a... <laughs> <laughs> He's number one with a bullet. He's got a loaded gun complex. Cock it and pull it. Ladies oh. and gentlemen, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. I'm going to excuse you for uh, introducing me with a Fallout Boy quote. Yes, you love the ba- the uh, Fallout Boys. I'll excuse it. You, but don't do it again. You absolutely love the Fallout Boys. <laughs> and everybody's negative. back. We got a full house again tonight. Um, Back from his Urban Development Summit last week <laughs> is the one and only Hip Hop Fisherman. Ladies and gentlemen... This is my dude. It's JP High. Yeah, yeah. How was the summit, JP? It was awesome. Was it good? Yeah. Did you develop things? No, I, uh, I did some learning. <laughs> you learned some curves. Yep. You learned. He's it's a learning curve for JP. Yep. <laughs> my buddy over here with the TH Marine hat on. Uh, he's over there producing the hell out of this show right now. It's Andrew. He's German or something. His last name's Ellenberger, and he's red on the head like a producer should be. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the Ginger Ninja. That's Andy. Say hi, Andy. It's Andrew Ellenberger yeah, over there. <laughs> hey, let's just get right to this. I mean, it's a magic night. Here in the Bass Fishing Universe. Yes, sir. So let's get right down to it, and we'll connect uh, with Fletcher as he is driving across the country right now. Put the power poles down. Don't go anywhere. When we get back, it's Fletcher Shryock right here on Stray Cast. Step up your game. It has been said that professionals are only as good as the tools they work with, and Alpha Angler has developed the ultimate set of tools for you, the competitive angler. 
Alpha Angler Custom Rods, brought to fruition by the passion of Master Craftsman Jake Boomer and 2017 BASS Angler of the Year Brandon Palinick. Alpha Angler Rods are custom made in the USA, designed and engineered to be perfect. Alpha Angler utilizes a very unconventional approach to making the very best bass rods, from drop shotting to flipping. Alpha Angler's focus is on building perfectly balanced tournament grade bass rods at an affordable price. Join the Alphalusion today and purchase direct at alphaangler.com. Step up your game, alphaangler.com. PH Custom Lures by Phil Hunt are quickly becoming the most sought-after custom balsa baits in the industry, from the Little Hunter to the Squeaky Pea. These baits are pure quality, handcrafted, hand-carved, and hand-painted. But most importantly, they flat-out catch fish. PH Custom Lures has a bait for any situation in a magnitude of colors. Check out the Old School, Straighter, and PH Custom Series at phcustomlures.com. That's phcustomlures.com. The swim jig technique is one of the most successful ways to put fish in the boat. Time in and time out, Bravani Bait swim jigs are just the right tool for the job. Beaming with quality, the Bravani swim jigs come in a myriad of colors, feature the best premium hooks and solid trailer keepers to give you, the serious bass angler, the confidence you need to accomplish your goal of putting more fish in the boat. So go to BravaniBaits.com and start climbing the ladder to swim jig success. Taming the beast isn't easy, but the bigger your electronics, the more you have on the line. In conditions like this, you need the KVD Kong Extreme Electronics Mount. The only electronics mount designed and built to be rock solid. No movement, no matter how heavy your gear. A marine-grade mount for fresh or salt water that's monstrously strong. The KVD Kong Extreme Electronics Mount. Oh yes, oh yes, oh my, oh my. Welcome back to Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I am your host, Pat Renwick. This is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. And right now, from somewhere dark and foreboding, we have the one and only, for the first time ever, on this maniacy, right here. Give it up for Fletcher Shryock. Yeah! Woo! Thank you, guys. Yeah. All I can see is those amazing teeth of yours right now, Fletch. Trying to get you some light here. I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh, now there it is. Perfect. Excellent. And we see that Abu Garcia jersey or uh, hoodie, limited edition. You must have sent that in when you uh, purchased a reel and you got a free hoodie. That's what it was. That's how I got it. I bought a a hoodie. There it is. That's a a great promotion that's going on right now. Welcome to the show, dude. We appreciate you taking time out of your, your busy life to come on, dude. No, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Just, uh, Trying to do some driving this afternoon, but the weather's not being too cooperative. So this is actually uh, kind of convenient right now. So thank you guys. Where are you going to Walmart right now to get some Fletcher Shryock sunglasses? Or <laughs> going to get some glasses? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and some trebles, some Fletcher trebles. Right, right. Because we're going to be doing some cranking down south here for long. So not got to stop on those. I love those trebles of yours, by the way. Thank like, you. Yeah, I mean, we let's just get that out of the way right away here because we figured out a long time ago that you didn't have to spend all that money on those mustads and you could get the same deal with the Fletch trebles, you know, in the bulk pack. I appreciate that, dude. Don't tell Kevin that. Uh, no, we we already did. Price, we told him, don't he worry. Knows. Yeah, he knows all about you know, this. He, he knows all yeah. about it right there. 
he doesn't like the that the I guarantee you that that's for sure. But all kidding but, aside, <laughs> all kidding aside, man, amazing job branding yourself. I mean that is that is so important in this industry, and you you're knocking it out, dude. You really are. Uh oh, and Fletch froze <laughs> right there. <laughs> it looks good though. Hmm. Uh oh. Let's try him again. Did you ever try the Fletcher Shryock treble, Steve? I have. I mean, that's the deal. Yeah. yeah. You go in and you got them at the WalMarts. You yes, gotta, sir. You got to put. You know, you got to wade through the stink of a Walmart. Ah, it's fine. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And then you go in there and you find the Fletch trebles, and yeah. that's the deal. Yeah. Right there, and and you can load up on them. <laughs> We're trying to get them back on the really? line right now. And you know how many people Looked that I have blizzardy. seen. You know how many people that I have seen with the with the Fletcher sunglasses. Yeah, A- everybody. Yeah. In, in Northwest Indiana, I think seems to own a pair of those. It's the look of the region. Yeah, it yeah. It, it totally is. Yeah. Are we back with Fletch? Hello. I think I can hear good now. Okay, I can hear it. There, there he is. is. Fletcher Shryock. Cool. Back again. There's Shryock right there. We did it. Thank God. We I, were... lost, I lost when we were talking about Kevin Van Dam's travels, but make sure you check out mine. Kevin already made enough money. For exactly. Game, so. Exactly. I was commending you on the amazing job that you have done of branding yourself. We, 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 what the heck is going on here? Does hmm. he not have 4G LTE? It looks like he's in a snowpocalypse. Yeah, I, he's not doing too I, I don't think he has 4G LTE. This segment brought to you by 4G LTE. Yeah. I'm, I, I hope he's got Verizon. Yeah. Oh. Wait, did he move? Nope. I think Fletcher, he are you back? Yeah. Yeah, I'm back. I, dude, it says I have a poor connection. I apologize, guys. I don't no. know why this that's it was working okay. fine earlier. That's okay. We'll make the most of this. The 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 elements are against us, but we shall prevail. That's what we shall do. That's right. Forage That's right. forward, man. Um, I, I just want to say you you kind of got you got into this deal at an early age. Yeah. Are you with me? <laughs> I, I thought that was us. <laughs> hey, how about we call you on the phone? Let's Son of a gun. Let's <laughs> let's do a phone interview with Fletch. Let's let's uh, yeah, that'll, that'll let's dance easier. with who brung us and do a phone interview. We'll dial him up on the Google machine. You want me to text him and tell him? There it is, right there. Do we have a connection? We have a connection. If we lose we now. you, if we lose you again, Fletch. We're gonna do it. We'll just do a straight up, old fashioned uh, 1976 phone interview. How's that sound? Perfect. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So let's get back to the nitty gritty. You yeah. have been at this deal for a long time. I mean, at an early age. We we kind of all know the story about they, they call they call our buddy Brandon Brandon Palinick the prodigy, but I mean you're you're kind of a prodigy yourself, aren't you, dude? You've been you've been nailing this for a while. No, I wouldn't. Brandon's the prodigy, but I, I did start at a real young age, and um, my story, I guess, is kind of unique. You know, thinking back, you know, looking back at my childhood and stuff, it's kind of like I was meant to kind of do this. I wish I had Brandon's success to go with it, but we're still working on that, and I really appreciate you saying that. It means a lot, seriously. No, and and dude, I mean, it's 
there's a there's a special kindred spirit amongst bass fishing freaks, okay? That's the common denominator is that we love bass fishing so much. We talk about it all the time on this show about this bass family that we have and, and the spirit that we share of bass fishing. And as as it, and it it starts for mo for a lot of us, okay? Not everybody. Some people get in it late in life, but it's something that starts at an early age. And and you sure had that, man. And I can totally relate to that because at an early age myself, I the uh, the, the pictures of, of of famous athletes were replaced with pictures of like Rick Clun in my room and Ricky Green and and, and Denny Brower and of course Bill Dance and Jimmy Houston and all the there was like my dad's like, hey man, you know where's the where's the pictures that, that were up of uh, Walter Payton, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's under Rick Clun. Yeah, he's yeah. under Rick Clun now. You, you know, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. Right. And I mean, and dude, like those those early videos that you did, like the 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 spider wire com- commercial, like from way back, man. We all love that stuff, and it's <laughs> you you were living it, dude. And what a premonition! Like you must have just been like, I can't believe that this happened. I have. Spiderwire and Pure Fishing as a title sponsor, and I was plugging this stuff when I was six or however old you were, dude. Well, yeah, I was nine or ten whenever we were when we were making those commercials. But you're right; it's a very unique position to be in when you look. I think I made four different commercials whenever <laughs> I was nine or ten years old, and obviously Spiderwire was one of them. You know what I mean? Like, what is the odds that all this you know came together the way it has? So, in which they've been. You know, obviously my biggest sponsor and my longest lasting sponsor that I've had ever since the beginning of me fishing the elites, you know. So what are the odds of that, you know? So Dude, it's, it's pretty cool. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And bringing it back to Rick Clun, it's like, you know how Rick Clun always talks about creative visualization? Yes. Do you feel that any of that could be part of this? Was it something that through the brainwaves of Fletcher Shryock that you created this this presence that you have with Pure Fishing? You know, it's funny that you say that. My mom has always preached me that for years and preached my brothers that exact scenario for years, like trying to teach us that that stuff exists. And I'm always like, ah, there's no way. That's a bunch of, you know, crap that you can't visualize and make something happen. And it's funny, like, the more as the years go on, like, I'm starting to become a believer. Maybe not to that you can make everything happen that way, but I really believe that you can visualize a lot of things into existence because you just start to do things that attract what your actual vision becomes, right? right? So the more that you do those things that you visualize, you almost accidentally fall it that <laughs> falls into play. So I hate to say, I don't want to say that the spider wire deal became about because of that, but I do believe a lot in the visualization thing that Rick Clun talks about for sure. So maybe it has something to do with it. Build it and they shall come. Theory. That's right. That's you know? right. If you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen. Obviously, if you're wanting it bad enough, to visualize it, you're probably more than willing to sacrifice what it's going to take to make it happen. So maybe that's it too, you know. And and you you hit it on the head there too because sacrifice is a crucial element to success in in any professional field. Um, and and this is this is evident of of sacrifice in itself right here. I mean, you're on the road right now, and you're you're pulled over doing a, a, a stupid bass fishing talk show right now. You know, no, I mean, say that. Oh, thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in this game, you know, that people and I don't like to talk about it a whole lot because people think you're crying, and that's not 
the perception that I want to put on at all. But there is a lot that goes on, you know, behind the scenes. I wish that I knew how many hours I put in in a year as compared to someone work. A lot of people say, well, you're not working nine to five. And granted, I'm happy that I'm not, right? But it's also one of the things like, I would hate to know how many hours I put in extra than what a lot of other people don't realize. You know what I mean? Just trying to make things happen, trying to make ends meet. You know, you got to go the extra mile so many times. And with our deal, it's not like you have a lot of people working for you. You know, it's kind of your, your one, you're a one man show. You've got to do the fishing. You've got to do the promoting. You've got to do all the business side. There's a lot that goes into it, you know, and there's a lot of sacrifices, but at the end of the day, man, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't ask for doing to do anything else. This is definitely a dream come true. So, but there is a lot of sacrifices involved as well. So, plus you don't you don't have and there's no script. There's no there's nothing written on what you should do or what you shouldn't do too. I mean, you got to be self disciplined and kind of make your own. You really do make your own hours, but if you don't make them, you're not going to do anything with it, right? I mean, you got to get up and go, right? Yeah, and it's funny because we it seems like you just do so much in this business because you're always trying to find a way to become a better angler. And then beyond that, you're trying to find a way to be a better promoter. You're trying to find a way to get new sponsor deals. And it's like, if I just clock out at five o'clock, dude, it, it doesn't take me very long. And I'm already freaking out, like worrying about what can I do to elevate my game? What can I do to make myself a better angler? What can I do to make myself better on the promoting side? What can I do to make myself better on the business side? You know, so it's just, it's almost like you don't want to slack off because you know, these other guys that are out here, you know, everyone wants your position. Everyone wants your job. The guys at the top, you know, I'm gunning for the guys at the top. There's a million guys behind me that want to be me. You know what I mean? And if you're not putting in 16-hour days trying to be a professional bass angler, someone behind you will. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I think about. So there's not a whole lot of rest involved a lot of times, you know? Yeah. No time clocks punched nope. in pro bassing. It's constant. That's right. But we love it, man. It's it's a passion-driven deal, too, Absolutely. more than anything. Absolutely so. it is. You, uh... You you, you, you kind of spent your time growing up fishing, you know, we, I don't know how to put this. It's like we, I, and so I'm going to relate this to where you live, but a lot of times we consider where we live the armpit of bass fishing because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough, dude. I mean, I'm not going to kid you. It's tough around here. There's five fish and we're all fishing for them around here, you yep. know? And, and then we go back to catch them the next week yeah exactly yeah. they're our yeah. friends so we must put them back and treat them well yeah. but the right but you you grew up fishing that ohio river man and that i mean i think there's seven fish in that entire river isn't there <laughs> and it's a big river too yeah that's for sure i actually didn't get to fish the river as much as a lot of people think i would fish there you know a handful of times a year but dude i'm in the same position i think you guys are in. we've got maybe you know, five, six, seven lakes around the house, and they all have five fish in them each, and <laughs> and it's kind of it's really one of them deals. And it, it, what's funny is the lake closest to my house, they have four, three to four tournaments a week every week from like the ice. You know, from when it's not iced over, they're having four tournaments a week on it. Yes, so there's tons of pressure, not many fish, but in a way, dude, I think it makes you a better angler. And certain avenues, I think it makes me a better angler and probably the same for you guys uh, i think it hurts it sometimes but um there are times where you know growing up on tough fisheries helps too you know absolutely yeah. and because when you get to a good fishery you really appreciate it even yeah. more <laughs> it's you like appreciate each bite yeah as well. each, I mean. yeah there, there's no doubt and you, you get to like kentucky lake and you're just jacking them and you're like wow i wish we had this at home you know it's yeah 
And it makes that's you- right. Yeah. But what was funny, like whenever whenever you fish the Elite Series, I'm so used to like just going out and trying to get bites when you fish in Ohio. Well, these guys are used to catching 17, 18, 20 pounds. Right. So it was a little bit of an adjustment. You know, when you go to really good fisheries, you had to adjust. Okay, it isn't about catching five, obviously. It's about catching the biggest ones. How do I go about doing that? You know, so there's a little learning curve there when you go to them really great fisheries. You know what I mean? But, sure. Uh, and, and speaking of learning curve, I mean, but, speaking of learning curve, Fletcher, you know, you, you accelerated pretty quick. I mean, you what you started fishing derbies, um, I guess you could say on, on a professional level, level or semi-professional level in like 2009, and then I think what was it like 2011? You won an open, was that the deal? And then qualified in 12. Yeah, when I was nine and ten years old, we fished a couple Thursday night tournaments, right? Okay. And then I quit and did that. I quit and did the motocross thing for ten years, twelve years, whatever it was. And then I started fishing local tournaments again in 2009, fished the Bassmaster Opens in 2011, and was lucky and won. Let's be real. It was a lot of luck involved. <laughs> nice. I made the Elite Series. I won in the Southern Opens. I, I made the Elite Series in the Northern Opens. And the next year, I'm in the Bassmasters Classic and the Bassmaster Elite Series. And I haven't fished tournaments for quite three years yet as an adult, right? So... <laughs> And even my first year was good. But then the next year two and year three and even year four, dude, it kind of caught up with me a little bit because I didn't catch them very good at all. I think everything just kind of caught up and, and uh, I had, you know, I had some bad, I had a couple bad years there for sure. But overall, yeah, it's been a crazy ride and it all has happened so fast, you know. And I appreciate you for following along. That's pretty cool. No, dude. Yeah, we're fans, man. We're, we're fans of, of the sport and you, of course. And and that's why I ask you about the learning curve because it had to be kind of overwhelming because you, you get it. Now you're fishing the Elite Series. You're fishing amongst your heroes. They are now your peers, okay? And my, my question to you is, was there any particular angler that kind of took you under their wing or were they – you know, who who kind of showed you the ropes, dude? You know, I, I've made friends with about everyone. There's a lot of great guys in the Elite Series, man. I mean, there's so many. I mean, it's like a big, huge family. You know what I mean? But there's there was a couple guys really at the end of the day that I feel like that has really helped me out and took me under, the wi- under their wing. And number one, probably being Ish Monroe. You know, the guys helped me with so many things on and off the water. Now, at the end of the day, obviously, we're still competitors, but the dude's helped me so much with so many different things. I don't know if I could repay him for a lot of the stuff that he's done. So he's definitely been – and I don't mean to name just him. There's several others that have helped me on many different levels, you know, through the years. So it's it's been a pretty cool deal. Is it true? And a lot of the guys, like you said, they were my heroes coming in. You know, I knew them from watching TV, from watching Bassmasters, from watching right. Major League Fishing, you know, before I was even – I think Major League Fishing had started – right about the same time I joined the elites, which was kind of new, but still, I'm still a fan of the sport too. You know what I mean? So it's cool to see your heroes that are also your friends as well. And to have them help you and be friends is pretty cool. Is it true that whenever Tommy Biffle sees you, he tries to bend the brim of your hat and not make it flat anymore? <laughs> is that a true story? Or? Tommy, Tommy always gives me a hard time. There's no doubt. <laughs> he's always trying to, he's always trying to bend JP's hat. We put a flat bill on one of my flat bills on Tommy one time and took a picture. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> back in the 
He actually let us put one on him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then you put his shorts on, right? Was that the compromise? Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead. I wish put I it had on that me. photo, though. That'd be a good one. <laughs> that would be outstanding. You, you, you brought up MLF, dude, and we love you on the MLF. And my, yeah. and my co-host here, Popcorn, he, he's Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. He's a skateboarder, he's a drummer, and he's a bass fisherman. Okay. Yeah. And he, he, you're like one of his biggest, uh, um, can we say idols? Do you have a, Sh- you sure. have, he actually told me he has a man crush on you. I, <laughs> and oh, not say that, go. but yeah. it's not totally untrue, yeah. I guess. But, <laughs> dude, I mean. The, the, it was until you admitted it, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right. That's okay. <laughs> He's secure enough to admit that. But the, but the deal, it's I the mean. second time I've done it today, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Yeah. So, I mean, man, you're, you've been doing good on MLF, and that last one that's airing now where you won that one, what was that, in Arkansas, it's like. Yeah. Dude, I mean, if I – put it this way. If I pulled up to that stuff and when I, when I did the ride around and saw those flooded bushes, that, dude, I'd have a Woody right there for all that. I mean, that's – that's the, that was <laughs> – Oh, a, I did. That's why a lot of people were like, why were you so confident? And I'm just like, because it's – the bushes are in the water. Yeah. Like, not that I knew I was going to win, but it was just I like fishing that way. You know what I mean? That's so, that's that's, that's my uh, that's that's my favorite part about about watching you on there is uh, is the confidence. It's crazy. I mean, the only other guy I've seen on there look at something and just be like, uh huh, uh huh. That's KVD. <laughs> yeah. He did the same thing like, really? when he found those fish in Lacroix. Yeah. It was it was like the same kind of moment when you saw that grass and you caught one and you're like. Okay, he knew it. This, this is gonna work. He knew it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's awesome to see that. Not a lot of the guys are doing that, you know, and and mostly because they, you know, they're not that confident about it. But I gotta ask you too. Are you? Is it? Do you ever do? I do this sometimes on the water where I'll trick myself into thinking what I'm doing is totally right, even if I'm doubting Dude, it a little bit. Disgusting. I'll be like, this is it. But I don't totally yeah, believe it. But you just do it. And tell yourself that. You do, you do it do anyway, that? and it burns you, and then you're not right. the hero. And I've, <laughs> right. I've done that many times. It's like, there's been many times, like, this is it. But, you know, it's funny, like, obviously I like to flip, and I've done it wrong as many times as I've done it. Well, I've done it wrong a whole lot more times than I've done it right, obviously. And I think you have to experience all those bad times. You have to experience all the times that you fail to, to know when it's right. Does that make sense? Like yeah, I've absolutely. fallen on my face a lot of times flipping grass. I've fallen on my face a lot of times. I don't want to say a lot of times, but flipping bushes. I may not land them all. You know, that's always the challenge for me, right. flipping bushes or flipping the right types of bushes and things like that. But over time, you just start to recognize when it's right. And just so happened that I was fortunate in those MLF events that the timing was right. And once I recognize it, you know, once you've seen it enough, you know, it's going to happen. So, you know, I was fortunate, too, that the timing of those events kind of was on my side as well if that makes sense right right for yeah sure. it was awesome to see it's it was, all about that learning you. curve man that's the learning curve it's right but like i said i've had to fall on my face a lot of times to get to that <laughs> point too you know so <laughs> to answer your question i know exactly what you're talking about you can believe something think it you know it's the way to catch them and it just doesn't work out but what i see a lot of times looking back is there's always a reason for that you know, but the, it's right. those experiences that make you uh, allow you to recognize the times that it's right and the times that it's wrong. You know, so just like uh, Jacob Wheeler with the Topwater, you know, yeah. just by watching those events this winter, I learned a lot from him 
just watching MLF and following some of his stuff because he is so good at the top water. I didn't. I knew he was a top water guy before I'd seen some articles and stuff, but I really learned a lot just by watching him because that's his strong suit, and he was obviously you you know used that technique to win the whole entire championship. And I learned a lot just from watching him. And I guarantee you, he's got the same story. He's done it wrong so many times that he knows when it's right and he knows when it's wrong, which is huge, you know, in a day of fishing. So yeah. I, you know what's cool about MLF too, and when we have you guys on this show that 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 compete in the MLF as well as the elites or the FLW tour, whatever it may be, um, uh, the common denominator is not only do you guys compete in major league fishing, but you all seem to watch it as well uh, on 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 television. You're the same way. I mean, you watch the events, correct? Yeah, to I mean, in the summertime, dude, I don't get to watch anything. Right, right. This time of year, like, I'm so ate up with it. I couldn't sit. I like to watch football, don't get me wrong. But beyond that, I can't just sit on a Tuesday afternoon and not be thinking, breathing, you know, fishing all the way. So if I turn the TV on, dude, it's going to be fishing. And honestly, the MLF stuff, I really like to watch. And I feel like even as a pro angler, I learn a lot from watching that show. And that's why I'm tuned in, you know, just to learn more from the other guys. You know what I mean? But throughout the year, I don't get to watch a lot of the stuff. Um, so it makes this, you know, this time of year, I spend a lot of time doing it. And now I'm, I'm going to ask you now ahead of time, do not be politically correct when you answer this question, okay? All right. All right. Scared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's good fishing shows on, on television and there's bad fishing shows on television. Agree or disagree? Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Right. Give me an example of a bad one. Uh, come on now, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> come on, I know. I, I can give you an example. What do you got? Fishing University. <laughs> Charlie Ingram. Okay. I like Charlie Ingram a lot, but that show just bores the snot out of me. I learned some stuff off Charlie Ingram, though. I wouldn't say that's too bad. No, it's... it's oh, yeah, off him, for sure. Maybe yeah, off of Charlie, show. for sure, but I don't I don't care for Diamond Gusset jeans. <laughs> I just have no place in my life for those. Right, right, I hear you, I hear you. Uh, all right, enough of that. Anyways. Let's, let's get with the serious part of this show. So now... All right. Okay, so if you... Let's say that, that Bass proposed a rule and that you had to have a mascot... An animal on the boat with you at all times to fish the Elite Series. What would that mascot be? What would you bring with you, Fletch? Who would be your pet? I have to say my French Bulldog, Steve. Your French Bulldog, Steve? (laughs) That's outstanding. He would be there. If I was in the Elites, I would would have a monkey. I would bring a little monkey with me like in that (laughs) Hangover movie. That'd be perfect. Yeah, that would be my pet on the Elite (laughs) Series. Tour. Where would he sit when you were fishing? Wherever he wanted. <laughs> just be hanging yeah, on, just on your shoulder. It's a monkey for crying out loud. You can't control those things. <laughs> He'd be sitting on your power pole all the time. Yeah, he would. Yeah. He'd be right up on the back on the power pole. Looking for sight fish. I, I, exactly. Or I would, right. I would teach him how to rig stuff for me. He'd be like my little <laughs> monkey caddy is what I would have going on. You might have to put some bananas in the boat to feed him. That we don't do that. Which, yeah, we don't. You do don't that. do that. No, that I don't, monkey might starve. I don't. I do not. You know, like I, they say that superstitions really don't matter. But I'm, I'm that guy, man. I mean, I won't. If I'm driving down the street in my truck and I see a black cat go across the road, dude, I'm turning around. I ain't, pa- I ain't <laughs> crossing that. 
I'm never going right. to eat. I will, I will never eat at a restaurant named Mom's. That is forbidden. I will never do that. That is not happening. Whenever I go fishing, I always have my lucky mighty Thor hat with me. That must be with me. That is true. At all the time. No, whether I'm wearing it. No bananas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and I always must have cinnamon Pop-Tarts in my tackle bag. <laughs> I might not eat them. But there has to be cinnamon pop tarts. I'm one of the most superstitious. Very superstitious. Yeah, dude. I just and you uh, must have the trolling motor on eighty. Yes, and I, I always have it on eighty, and I always fish the bank because I'm scared of deep water. But okay, anyway, enough about me. But what about me? So let's get back to these rules. I was having dinner with Trip Weldon today. Actually, when you called me, I was eating dinner with Trip. You didn't know that, did okay. you? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, we were at Long John Silver's. He got the number eight Admiral <laughs> platter, and and I got the baked fish. It was outstanding. And, uh, and where was you at? Long John Silver's. Me and Trip. Where at? Uh, Hammond, Indiana. <laughs> yeah. It's a true story I just made up, Fletch. Come on. A, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. This, this, is the glorified, this is the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show. Remember that. It's not even real. So here's the, here's the deal. So I was talking with Trip, and he said, hey, uh, I got this new rule, and I want you to run it by Fletcher tonight. And it's going to be that in the 2018 Elite Series, you are only allowed four rod and reel combos and four baits to use. Okay? It's called three on deck, one in hand. It's the new rule that Trip Weldon and I came up with together. Two masterminds, we thought alike. We thought this would make things interesting in the Elite Series. Now, if you were had to pick those four rod and reel combos... And four baits to cover all aspects of your 2018 Elite Series. What would they be, Fletcher? Well, obviously, it's probably going to be... I might have two of the four flipping sticks, just because. That's I, I'm um, with you. Speaking your language. <laughs> you know, i got to have a big, a big, at least one big flipping stick uh, with spider-wire braid, Abu Garcia Villain 2.0 rod, you know, uh, medium-heavy action, 7.6, 7.11, one of those two. Just for obviously all the flipping and pitching stuff, try I try to make that work everywhere I go. You know what I mean. Um, the second thing I would probably have to have I'm not much of a spinning rod guy, but if I only had to pick four rods, a senko is going to probably be something that has to be there, right? Gotta have so a, a spinning rod with a senko is going to be key. Whether you rig it on a you know a shaky head jig head or wacky rigged or Texas rigged, you know that's obviously going to be a major player. Um, one thing I do like to do a lot that a lot of people don't may not realize, people's trying to call me. You guys still there? I'm yep. here, yeah. Okay, sorry about that. That's okay. Something else that I do a lot of people may not know about, I like to crank a lot, so a square bill is definitely going to have to be in the boat. Um, I like that new Ike uh, Delay Series rod, the new Abu Garcia Ike Delay Series rod from Abu Garcia. It's a great cranking rod. Sure. Um, and then the fourth one, uh, shoot. Depending on where we are, man, I'm going to have to say a topwater of some sort, probably a buzz bait. You know, I'm just trying to make my fishing over the years, you know, obviously we, we was talking about the learning curve, right? Yeah. And what I'm starting to learn at this point is simplify things. I think what happened early on is I only knew how to do so many things and I had success. I went through a couple years where I started to become okay at a lot of different techniques. So I became confused and I had... 25 different ways i knew how to catch a bass but i never really got back now i feel like i'm back to the roots i'm back to the basics of what i'm good at uh, so a top water a buzz bait would be good and, I, and what's funny i could it would probably take a few more than four rods but i could almost <laughs> go fish 
eight rods all year and probably have the best season, you know, right. that, uh, that I've had. So another one that's big for me, actually, it's becoming a strong suit of mine is, is a swim jig, too. Because sure. fi- I'm finding different ways to fish a swim jig in uh, several different ways, and that thing's very effective. I, I had a very good tournament this year at Okeechobee on a swim jig, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more, and I'm finding more ways to utilize that bait, too. So We got one of the masters That's in swim fine, jig. I may have to substitute one here or there if I really – that'd be like a late-night decision on what which one I was going to take. So <laughs> You call the audible to figure that one That's out. Right. That's, That's right. That's right. That's the audible call before the tournament, which one I'm going to take. <laughs> what, what's the – What's the real of choice in, in all these? I notice you throw in that ALX a lot. Dude, that's my favorite. That Abu Garcia ALX and the 6-4-1 to one and the 8-1 to one is my reel of choice. I really like the new Premier, but I like the ALX so much I really haven't had to you know, vary off of it. And I like a lot of my stuff the same, too. Me, too. So it's real easy for me to pick up. ALX for everything and just go, you know. All that new Premier is sweet. The MGXs are awesome, but I've just fell in love with that ALX. You know, I think they're a $250 reel, but they might as well be a $600 reel to me because, I mean, I like them that much. <laughs> I have not need to pick up any of the other ones. So, And obviously, I have the access to them. I just really like that reel, you know. Yeah, for sure. That's why I asked. I, I noticed you using that ALX. Uh, and, and I used to flip with the Rocket um, all the time, but I switched to the ALX and the 8 to 1 for the flipping now is what i've done actually i like that yeah it's yeah it's incredible it's a little bit heavier than the than the mgx but that weight doesn't bother me at all it's a little bit stronger of a reel if i want to use braid if i want to frog if i want to punch mats not that the mgx wouldn't hold up to it it's just not necessarily made to handle that kind of pressure as with the alx is you know so really it's a really good reel that's funny that you know that i throw that reel too that's cool and, and i'm glad that you have one and you like it as well dude we're well, we, we watched close yeah we're i mean uh, <laughs> we we it's probably stupid how much yeah. we know it's it, but yeah i'm very very observant and th- about that. thank you for letting me know why i got your rockets now yeah because you're holding out i mean the alx i flip well i <laughs> i am like i love the rockets though. i am like fletcher awesome. and i like all all the frame sizes to be the same and when Abu when Abu changed the frame sizes, I went to ALX, Premiers, MGX, and MGX Dreams because they all have the same frame sizes. That's that's exactly. Of, that's glad I'm not the only the same theory. Yeah, and it's like the Rick in Rick Clun. Back to Rick Clun. Yeah. He started it. It's like um, he gave that analogy of okay, you're playing basketball and you're shooting baskets with a full size basketball and you're sinking them. Thump, thump, left and right now somebody throws you a bitty ball and says continue to shoot it takes you a moment to adjust to 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 the to the proper feel i guess or readjustment period Mm -hmm. of your equipment same thing with the rods and reels man same thing with the rods and reels hey um i don't know what you know about this show but we like to play game shows here and uh i know that you uh used to be i don't know if you still are actually but you used to be a motocross freak are you, are you yeah, that's funny you were mentioning changing things. I learned that exact scenario you were talking about the basketball deal with motocross. Because it was the same way I learned that early on. If I had a different, like we'd have two or three bikes at the races. And I physically, you could take two bikes that were almost identical to the eye. And I couldn't hardly ride the other one if you changed the shifter one notch or change the brake lever or the clutch lever. It would throw me off so much. And that's another reason why I like to keep consistent with my equipment moving forward i learned that from motocross but continue on to the game i'm sorry to get off subject no you you led me in perfect i love it i love it right there we're gonna play a game called the bassin match game 
here, okay? And I am going to give you some motocross terms. Now, forgive me because I've been out of the motocross game for a while, <laughs> you know? Me too. Me yeah. too. Uh, okay, so I, I might be dating myself a little bit with some of these terms here. But what I'm going to give you is some motocross terms, and I would love for you to relate them to bass fishing. Are, are you game for okay. this game show? Let's go. I yes. think this will be good. Let's do it. Let's play a little bit of Bassin Match Game right here. Ah, yes, it's the Bassin Match Game with Elite Series Professional Fletcher Shryock. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. It's the motocross edition of the Bassin <laughs> Match Game. Fletcher, the first word to you is block pass. The block pass. The block pass. That's when someone cuts you off going down a bank and you just hurry up and fire the engine and cut them back off. That's yes, that is pass. good job. <laughs> nice. He nailed it. He nailed it. I've had to do that, I've had to do that a time or two. Then they, then they don't like to block pass you back. <laughs> I is. thought that was called the biffle pass. That's a biffle pass also. Yes, <laughs> it is. Uh, That's what you do to the biffle pass is you block pass. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I cased it. Damn it, I cased it. Mm. Not getting the bait far enough. Not getting the bait far enough. That, that's like saying they're, <laughs> they're schooling out in front of the boat and you cast it out there right whenever the five pounders are blowing up everywhere and your spook lands about five feet before them. It, you know? Yeah, it's like landing on the gear case you're before just you short. get over the boat. Yeah, you're just short. Boom. It, it's right there. Okay. You're just short the schooling fish. Damn it, I cased them. <laughs> Goon <laughs> riding. It. Going goon riding. <laughs> um, that's that's the deal. Whenever you pull up to a spot and you don't trim your motor down, and the front of the boat just like just porpoises for about a quarter of a mile before you shut down, that's goon riding. <laughs> or that could be being <laughs> that could be being a squid too, yeah. right? I mean, that could be the right, total squid right same there. Deal. You, know, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, absolutely, you know, dude. Oh yeah, co-anglers love that. Open to shut down, he's just wall, wall, yeah. wall. Yeah. By the time he shuts down, the fish are already scattered. <laughs> I, I rode with a guy one time as a co-angler, and he was looking for a school of fish for about twenty minutes, doing that the whole time. He was goon riding. <laughs> that's goon riding, yeah, that's man. What he, he was doing it on purpose, man. Goon yeah. riding. <laughs> <laughs> Completely clapped out. Completely clapped out. I'd have to use that to describe Ike and Ellie's boat. <laughs> halfway through the week. <laughs> halfway through the week. It's seen better days. It's been completely yeah, right. clapped out. In the last brand one. Brand new boat, brand new wrap, brand new equipment, but just things are a disaster. You know? <laughs> We've <laughs> seen it firsthand. When, I'll tell you a quick story. Quick story. We were at, at Ike's this summer, and we were all sitting around his boat. <clears throat> it was me, Ike, Cliff Crochet, Steve Kennedy, our producer, Andy, and, and Steve Kennedy says to Ike and Ellie, he goes, Mike, this is your boat from this year? Because it was just so beat up. <laughs> Kennedy was like, what? What are you yep. talking about? Yeah, it was it clapped was, out. Probably wasn't what he put in the woods either. Yeah, it was clapped out. <laughs> and here's the last one, and this is completely universal between the sport of motocross and bass fishing, the old sandbagger. The old sandbagger. Oh, that's everyone in the Elite Series right there. <laughs> That's everyone in the Elite Series. We'll leave it right there. I think he won. Did he not win? Yes. He definitely won the motocross edition. Yes, absolutely. Yes. You won a signed autograph Stray Cast sticker. I hope you're happy about that. Yeah. 
I love it. Yes. Hey, uh, Fletcher, thank you so much, dude, for taking time out of your day, uh, your evening, and uh, and coming on this show, dude. You don't know how much we appreciate it, man. No, thank you guys so much. And seriously, thank you for following along and, you know, supporting me and kind of, you know, keep, keeping track of me. That means a lot. Seriously. Thank you. Absolutely. And compare me to Kevin Van Dam for anything. It's probably that's probably the first time I've ever heard that. So that's going to stick with me for a while. I can't thank you guys enough. <laughs> Your trebles are better, dude. Thank Your you. trebles are just flat out better. Well, they're, cheaper. They they're cheaper anyway. So you got to try them anyhow. It's the yep. same damn treble and it's cheaper. <laughs> every now and then they're I'm available in at every store in America. <laughs> What's that? Have you noticed some of them are really bent inward? Yeah, <laughs> there's some very. Sometimes I, you got to open them up a little bit, but yeah. other than that, them things have been money for me. That, so. that that's okay, and and I wish they had them in more sizes. Um, like I yeah. mean, I know you make them in the two fours and sixes, but I mean, it seems like the the Let's get the, some eights. The, the, the spot that sells them seems to just have the twos and the in the sixes. At least our local one does anyway. So send them a letter. Right. Send them a letter, would you? I, I would like to. I'd like to make them in between sizes too. I'd like to make a three and a five because Kevin doesn't have those. You know? <laughs> there you go. Boom. But. Market corner. The branding master <laughs> right there, Fletcher Shryock. Thank you so much, dude. Safe travels, okay? And good luck on the 2018 Elite Series. Yeah, seriously. Thank you guys so much and take care. If you guys ever need anything, give me a shout. Awesome. We will do. That's Fletcher Shryock right there. He's on his way to pick up a brand new boat. He took time out to talk to us here on Straight Cast Outdoors awesome. Cartoon Television. Hey, Put the power poles down. Don't go anywhere. It's the pride, the Hoosier pride, Bill Lowen, coming at us when we return. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace.